It's time to be equipped with spiritual battle. Defending the Faith is a show to train Christians worldwide to be effective teachers and speakers on the subject of biblical creation so that the next generation can stand firm on the biblical truth and defend their faith. Now here is your host of Defending the Faith, Mike Riddle. Welcome to Defending the Faith. I'm your host, Mike Riddle, and we're coming to you from Radio KBXL 94.1 FM, The Voice, right here in Boise, Idaho. Our ministry is Creation Training Initiative, or CTI. We have a website out there called creationtraining.org, creationtraining.org, that's all one word. And on our website, you'll find many 30-minute videos you can look at for free, over 80. We've interviewed scientists, we've interviewed um, professional athletes and theologians. A lot of great teaching you can get on these free videos on our website. Also on our website, we offer all my PowerPoint slides for free. You can download all my PowerPoint slides from many of my different talks for free. And you'll also see my schedule, where we're going to be over the next several months and over actually for the rest of the year, in some cases, where we're going to be. Now, Creation Training Initiative, that's our website. What we're about is training people, Christians, how to defend their faith. And we have a very interesting topic this week, the Bible, geology, and time. The Bible, geology, and time. So let's get a critical question here. How do scientists use geology to determine time? How do they get millions of years? Well, before we get into this, we need to define some terms, some meanings to help us understand some of the quotes I'm going to give you here. Let's start with stratigraphy, graphy, G-R-A-P-H-Y. That's the process of writing or recording. Therefore, stratigraphy is the recording of time through strata. So stratigraphy. Lithostratigraphic. Now, stratigraphic amends mean recording the layers. Litho means rock, so recording the rock layers. Then we have chronostratigraphic. Chrono means time, so we're using the rock layers to give us a time sequence. Then we have biostratigraphic. Bio means life, so we're using life or fossils to help us determine time. So those are all words we're going to use in this in the context of this particular talk here, the biology, the Bible, geology, and time. Now, geologists use the different layers of strata as the key to measure time. In other words, layered strata. But you want to know what? There's a time bomb in this, a major flaw that they won't admit. In a report in July 2012, newsletter on stratigraphy titled, on geologic timescale. Now remember, graphy means what? Writing or recording. We're talking about writing or recording the different layers. Now, this report in July 2012 in a newsletter was written by three very prominent people. Felix Gradstein. He's the past chair of the International Commission on Stratigraphy. James Ogg, past Secretary General of the International Commission on Stratigraphy. And Fritz Hilgen, he was chair, subcommission on stratigraphy of the International Commission on Stratigraphy. Now, three very prominent people. They understand geology. They understand all this layering. And here is what they put in this report in 2012. The new data has revealed that many of the current divisions... Now get this, 
are either misplaced in terms of global geodynamic events, impractical in terms of global correlation, or meaningless in terms of significant lithostratigraphic, biological, and biochemical changes across much of the globe. And it continues. Continual improvements in data coverage, methodology, and standardization of chronostratigraphic units imply no geologic timescale can be final. Did you get what they just said? These are some of the leaders in this. They said no geologic timescale can be final. They're misplaced. Wow. Why don't we get our education system in on this? That's because our education system, public education system, is not interested in teaching the truth about science. They have been forced into teaching evolutionism regardless of its right or wrong. Now, here's another quote from R. Lemon, Ph.D., in his book, Principles of Stratigraphy. It, stratigraphy, provides the means of piecing together a calendar so that world geologic records can be brought together into a coherent whole. Modern stratigraphy would be impossible without biostratigraphic control. Biostratigraphic meaning life or the fossil. In other words, what they're saying there, it's not the layers, it's the fossils we find in the layers that help us determine the time. Now, we have two areas we need to examine when evolutionists attempt to date geologic time. Number one, how accurate are fossils in determining a time sequence? See, that's what we just read there, that they're using the fossils to help us determine the time sequence, not the individual geologic layers. Number two, how accurate are the radiometric dating methods, how they actually date individual rocks? Well, let's look at fossils in time. A recent report done by the U.S. Geologic Survey stated this. Keyed to the relative time scale are examples of index fossils, the forms of life which existed during limited periods of geologic time and thus are used as guides to the age of the rocks in which they are preserved. So they're using the fossils to determine the age of the rocks. That's what they're saying there. Now let's look at fossils in time. I want to present three critical problems that have been censored out of our public education system. Number one, invalid reasoning. Number two, living fossils. And number three, out-of-place fossils. Well, let's look at invalid reasoning. Here's how they're taught in the school system about fossils and dating rocks. We'll start with the question. How do you know the age of the rock layer? The answer by the index fossils found in the layer. Second question, how do you know the age of the fossil? Answer, by the layers they are found in, which takes us back to the first question. Folks, this is circular reasoning. That is not valid here, completely invalid. Now, what are index fossils? Let me go back and make sure we get that. These are fossils that only live during a particular time period. They're only found, supposedly found, in particular time periods. There is T-Rexes are found around the time around 80 million years ago. And they give a little leeway for several million years on each side. So they're only found in particular time eras there. So invalid reasoning is number one, this whole idea of fossils dating the 
geologic layers is invalid. Number two, let's go to living fossils. These are organisms that have remained largely unchanged for these alleged millions and millions of years. I'm going to go through uh, just a few of these, just a few of these. For example, the coelacanth fish, no change in 80 million years. Whoa, that can't be an index fossil. That's to live for too long. Did you know we find coelacanths living today? Yes, they're still living today, and they look just like the fossils. Elephant sharks, they're living today, but no change in 420 million years. Crocodiles and alligators, no change in 100 million years. The horseshoe crab, no change in 450 million years. The nautilus, no change in 500 million years. The tuatara reptile, no change in 200 million years. Scorpions, no change in 360 million years. Jellyfish, no change in 500 million years. Spiders, no change in 50 million years. Dragonflies, no change in 230 million years. The Wollamy pine, no change in 150 million years. Bats, no change in 52 million years. Starfish, no change in 150 million years. What do we make of all this? These are just some of the examples of what we call living fossils. In other words, according to evolutionists, their fossils date back to those ages of 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 million years. But folks, they're still alive today and virtually no change in them. How can they be used as index fossils? Now, so we've looked at invalid reasoning and living fossils as problems for using fossils as time sequences. Number three. How about out-of-place fossils? Remember, index fossils are supposed to have lived only during a specific time period. The problem? A rock layer designated for a specific time period often contains fossils from many different time periods. Some examples include flowering plants. We find them out of place all the time. Birds are found out of place all the time. Dinosaurs are found out of place. Mammals. Do you know find mammals with dinosaurs? Bees and many other creatures are found in many different time eras there. So we, we can't use out of place fossils to help us. They're, you see, evolution simply does not work. We saw the layering doesn't work. We saw the fossils now don't work. Michael Lord, researcher in earth science and advanced degree in atmospheric science, says this. You may be surprised to learn that fossils are being found in the wrong place all the time. Why aren't we allowing our public school teachers to teach the truth? Because their hands are tied and they're only allowed to teach evolutionism. Folks, this is not teaching science. This is teaching philosophy now, conclusions on fossils. With so many fossils that have not changed over these alleged millions of years, plus so many out-of-place fossils, how can index fossils be trusted as a true indicator of time? So we've looked at the accuracy of using fossils to determine geologic time and found out it doesn't work. Now let's examine this thing called radiometric dating methods. Now, what we mean by radiometric dating methods is radioactive decay, one element changing it into another element over time. Now, to help examine the accuracy of radiometric dating, I will use the current data on dinosaurs. We're just going to use dinosaurs to help us determine the accuracy of this radiometric dating. And incidentally, in our textbooks used in public schools, they will state 
that radiometric dating gives accurate ages for rocks. Did you know that? Accurate ages for rocks. Well, let's just use dinosaurs, and I'm going to show you that statement is not true. Now, according to the supporters of evolution, dinosaurs are dated by the rock layers. Dinosaurs are claimed to have lived 65 to 220 million years ago, and dinosaurs are used as a classic proof of evolution. Now, if there is evidence that dinosaurs lived only a few thousand years ago, then the assumptions and methods used to date these fossils are not correct, which would destroy the entire evolutionary dating process. Well, let's look at some observable evidence. Now, we're not talking about assumptions. We're talking about observable and repeatable evidence here. Recently, there was a T-Rex discovery, and still in the bones, what they discovered was soft tissue. Yes, soft tissue. It was elastic. You could stretch it, and it comes back together again. They also found red blood cells. There is no known way to preserve soft tissue for 65 million years. Yes, I read the evolutionist journals, and they're saying there is a way, there's possible, but folks, great claims require real evidence. Don't just listen to this, there must be a way, folks. No, evolution is not true. That's it. Evolution is not true. Now, let's go to some more. National Geographic News, May 1st, 2009, reported this. The fossilized leg of an 80-million-year-old duck-billed dinosaur has yielded the oldest known proteins preserved in soft tissue, including blood vessels and other connective tissue, as well as perhaps red blood cells. Did you know proteins start breaking down as soon as something dies? There's no known process to preserve soft tissue or proteins for 65 million years. Folks, Let's stop with the excuses and let's start teaching science in our schools. In another report, here's one. Scientists believe they have found unfossilized dinosaur protein from the bones of embryonic animals that died at least 190 million years ago. This is getting worse and worse for the evolutionists, but it gets better and better for those who believe God's word and have not compromised God's word with millions of years. In 2012, scientists discovered Dinosaur DNA, reported in the journal Nature. Let me give you some facts about DNA. DNA is a fragile molecule and breaks down quickly. It has a half-life of about 521 years. DNA stability suggests it could only last a few thousand years, which is not even close to 65 million. The preservation of dinosaur DNA contradicts evolutionism. Wow. Proteins, red blood cells, soft tissue, unfossilized bones. Here's another one, carbon-14. In August 2012, the American Geophysical Union and the Asia Oceana Geosciences Society report they found carbon-14 in dinosaurs. And here's what, what happened. Carbon-14 dating of multiple samples of bones from eight dinosaurs from Texas, Alaska, Colorado, Montana revealed they were only 22,000 to 39,000 years old. Now, I don't accept those ages because carbon-14 is based on an assumption, and that assumption was proven false. But the fact is, we're finding carbon-14 in those bones. And they're very, very young, much younger than 20,000 years, much younger. The fact that we're finding it is incredible. Because carbon-14, after about 100,000 years, all the datable carbon-14 is gone. There's no datable carbon-14. There might be a little residue, but all the datable carbon-14 is gone. 
the fact that we're finding that much carbon-14 in these dinosaurs means they can't be old, folks. And this is not just a simple example. In June 1990, two dinosaur bone fragments were submitted to the Department of Geosciences at the University of Arizona for carbon-14 analysis. The identity of the bones were not disclosed. Why? Because if they knew they were dinosaur bones, they would not have tested them. That's the bias evolutionists have. They're there to protect their philosophy and evolutionism, not do real science. What did they date these dinosaur bones to be? There was so much carbon in them, they dated them between 10,000 and 16,000 years old. Isn't that incredible? An abundant amount of carbon-14 still in these creatures. Here's another one. Two triceratops horns excavated in 2012 from a site in Montana were sent to the University of Georgia to be carbon-14 dated. They were dated at 33,000 and 41,000 years old. This is incredible, folks, what we're finding in these dinosaurs. Kevin Anderson, who has a Ph.D. in microbiology, in his book, Echoes of the Jurassic, states this. The presence of original dinosaur tissue and proteins cannot be merely ignored or marginalized. The strongest and most elegant explanation is that the fossils are not millions of years old. Why can't we teach science anymore? This country's education system is against the teaching of science today. They would rather promote evolutionism than real science. They don't allow critical thinking skills anymore in our public education system. So let me give you a summary. Since the 1990s, scientists have discovered soft tissue in dinosaur bones, unfossilized dinosaur bones, proteins in dinosaur bones, red blood cells in dinosaur bones, DNA in dinosaur bones, and carbon-14 in dinosaur bones. Any one of these is good evidence that evolution the dating methods are false. Taken all together, it is powerful, observable evidence the dating methods are false and evolutionism is false. Kevin Anderson again, again, PhD in microbiology states, those who claim the tissue can survive millions of years face the burden of providing a valid explanation. Otherwise, the far more reasonable explanation is that the fossils are simply not that old. The common perception John Reed, Ph.D. in geology, gives a very uncomfortable perception here. Christians are often unaware of the philosophical underpinnings of deep time and are unknowingly adopt a view that is counter to God's Word. For all those Christians out there who are believing in millions and millions of years, you have adopted a worldview based on evolutionism, materialism, that is counter to God's Word. So radiometric dating methods, what do they really measure? Jonathan Sarfati, Ph.D. in physical chemistry, in his book, The Greatest Hoax on Earth, states, age isn't really measured. Rather, certain processes and amounts of materials are measured, and age is inferred with certain assumptions. Did you get that? All these radiometric dating methods do not give an age. An age is inferred based on a worldview. We need to get Christians back to a biblical worldview and stop buying into the world. Let's talk about radiometric dating and assumptions. Vernon Cups, Ph.D. in nuclear physics, states, states this. Of the eight assumptions, none can be considered to be to rigorously hold in all situations. Therefore, dating by this method is at best a hypothesis concerning, concerning the age of any rock, sweet, or mineral. It is certainly not a scientific fact. Jim Mason, Ph.D. in experimental nuclear physics. The fact that the radiometric ages for rocks of known ages turn out to be 
so seriously inaccurate is a strong suggestion that one or more of these assumptions is incorrect. When you look at the real evidence, the geologic column is not millions of years old, folks. It is only thousands of years, just as God's Word has told us that in the beginning He created everything in six little days, about 6,000 years ago. When will Christians start trusting God's Word? Let me give you three strong conclusions about this talk here, the Bible, geology, and time. The first strong conclusion is a warning. It comes from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Ladies and gentlemen, let's not get caught up in that. We as Christians need to start with God's Word, that God does exist, and His Word is true, and we do not need to change it based on modern teachings of science, which is really not science. It is evolutionism. Strong conclusion number two, a warning, comes from the book of John, chapter 5, verse 46 and 47. It states, For if you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Folks, Moses is said to have recorded the first five books of the Bible. And here's Jesus Christ making this statement. If you can't believe what Moses wrote, how are you going to believe anything he had to say? And finally, strong conclusion number three comes from John chapter 17, verse 17. Jesus' prayer for Christians. And he states, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Jesus is telling us, warning us, to be set apart by his word, not change it or compromise it or add to it, folks. Jesus is confirming in that statement that every part of God's word is truth. This means the history presented in the Bible, starting in Genesis chapter 1, is true. The very words of Jesus Christ. Let's stop changing God's word. You've been listening to Defending the Faith, and I'm your host, Mike Riddle, coming to you from Radio KBXL 94.1 FM, the voice right here in Boise, Idaho. Our ministry, Creation Training Initiative, or CTI, we have a website called creationtraining.org, all one word, creationtraining.org. On that website, you'll find many pieces of information, many videos, over 80 30-minute videos for free that you can watch. You'll find our PowerPoint slides, many of my PowerPoint slides from a lot of my talks. You can download those for free and use them. You'll find my schedule, where we're going to be. Also, we're a ministry. We need your support. Your support can go a long way for us helping others to convert, confirm their confidence in God's Word. Your support will help us train this next generation to stand firm on God's Word and be able to hold up against the teachings of evolutionism and moral relativism. You can support us through online donations. You can go to our website and do online donations. Your support of just 10 or $20 a month will help us make a difference in the lives of this next generation. Or you can send us a one-time donation of $10, $20, dollars $200 or more to help us support what we're trying to do here. 
go to our website, creationtraining.org. Or if you'd like to email us and find out more about what we're doing and where we're going to be, you can email us, info, that's info at creationtraining.org. All one word, info, info at creationtraining.org. And we'd be happy to respond to your request. Give us a chance, folks. Help support this ministry, Creation Training Initiative, by going to our website, creationtraining.org, making a donation today so that we can train this next generation, prepare them for the battle that they're in. You've been listening to Defending the Faith. I'm your host, Mike Riddle, and God bless you for all the work you're doing out there and helping with this next generation. That's all for today's show. Defending the Faith airs each Saturday at noon right here on KBXL 94.1 The Voice. For more teachings and resources, visit creationtraining.org or the program archive page on 941thevoice.com.